0: We're going to talk tonight about God. We're in church, so that's appropriate. Um, you guys remember back, I know there's probably one that does, because she was keeping notes that so she probably could teach this. That's Allie. I just said your name. You paying attention? No. Uh, about the names of God in the Bible. When we start out in the Lord's Prayer, the model that Jesus gave us to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. When we start out at that. That's the first thing in our prayers, is to recognize in who God is. All that he's done. By the way, we all got a testimony. We've heard some tonight of what God has done. But we have testimonies of what God has done in our lives. And if we wake up tomorrow, that's another testimony of what God has done. Amen. But I want to talk about the Jehovah names of God. Actually, the correct way to say that, we say Jehovah, but it's Jehovah. If you want to speak Hebrew, it's Jehovah. He is our God. That's his name. That's who he is. But there's different aspects to him that we find in Scripture. So when we come to pray tonight for these prayer requests and for needs that we have and to give thanks and to give glory to God for what he has done, let's learn this so we can remember who we're talking to. He is to be reverenced. God is to be reverenced. Amen? He is to be reverenced because... Uh, he sees us through so much. We talked in this song that we just sang tonight. You guys didn't know what we was going to speak on, but this was very appropriate. That he is the Lord, our righteousness. You see, when you look at Ken, or you look at anybody in this room, or anybody that's on a stage, or at, a, at behind a pulpit, or anything, when you see anything good coming out of a Christian, it ain't, it ain't them. The good that's coming out is Jesus. The bad stuff is us. You know, when we foul up and the bad stuff comes out, that's us. That's not Jesus. But when the good stuff is coming out, it ain't look what I've done. It's Jesus did it. Because we didn't have that capability beforehand. It has to come from Him. And so He is our righteousness. And the word for that is called Yehovah Sidkenu. That's a Hebrew, Hebrew word that says the Lord our righteousness. And if we see anything that's righteous in a human being, walking down the street or anybody that we know, it ain't them, it's God. It's what He's done in their life and in their heart. And Jeremiah 23 and 5 says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and, shall, and, and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall shall dwell safely and this is the name whereby we shall he shall be called the lord our righteousness if you were speaking that in hebrew you would say and he shall be called jehovah sit he is our righteousness there's nothing good that comes out of us only what god does amen and oh that's why we have to praise him Amen. That's why we have to praise him because the good stuff that comes out is all him and ain't us. And shame on us if we try to take credit for what he's doing to give him the glory. So when we pray and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be your name because you're our righteousness, God. That is one, one aspect of it. The other one is the Lord is our peace. Peace. He is peace. Yehovah Shalom. We hear that in the shows. We see that a lot. You say Shalom. Israelites, the, the Hebrew people say Shalom means peace. That's the way that they greet. Or when they say goodbye, usually it's Shalom. When it's hello, it's usually Shalom. They want to have peace. And it's, it's an ironic that you have a nation sitting in the middle of where it's at today, and it's hard for them to find peace. But yet, that's what these people want. That's what's inside of them. That's what they've been taught. That's what we as Christians have been taught, is to have peace. Peace with one another, but most of all, peace with God. You see, the only way that we have peace with God is through Jesus. It's when he went to the cross and he paid the penalty for us. That's where the peace got started. Peace was first made with God through Jesus. And now that peace can come one to another. So when we pray, we need to look to him and say, you are the author of our peace. Our peace can only come from you, Father. Our peace can only come from you. All these things we talked about this morning, Charlie touched on it. There's a lot happening in the world, but do you have peace? If you don't have peace, it's time to pray. Because God didn't mean for us to not have peace. Yeah, the bad guys may be coming. Yes, we're going to have a security meeting. We're going to have security forces. One could argue that, well, we got Jesus and we can pray. We'll let the Lord take care of us. That's a good idea. We can depend on him and we can have peace in that. Amen? If that's the case, our nation can do away with the police. Our nation can do away with the military. We can do away with all the weapons that we have to defend ourselves. And we can depend on God. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In fact, we can take it another step forward. You got an ache and a pain? Depend on God. You can drive a whole industry out. We can depend on God. We have that peace based on Him. Because it's right here in His Word in Judges 6, 24. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day it is yet in Orphrah. Of the Abizrites. In Isaiah 53 and 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. That's what the Bible tells us. He took the pain that we were supposed to take. In order for us to be reunited with God, Jesus went and took care of business for us. He, death had to, be, had to come about because of sin, but Jesus stepped in and he gave us that peace. He took care of what we couldn't take care of. And so when we pray tonight, let's remember who we're praying for. He knew that we was going to need a Savior. He knew we was going to need a way out. He had a plan and he executed that plan perfectly. And therefore, we should have peace because man didn't know what to do. Man followed all the rituals, they killed the animals, they did the sacrifices, but there was something missing. And God said, I've got a plan. And He sent Jesus to us. We have Jehovah Shammah, the ever present one. We have the promise of God's presence. That means he's he's in our presence. In Ezekiel 48 and 35, it was found about 18,000 measures. And the name of the city that from that day shall be, the Lord is here. The Lord is here. You see, Jesus promised in Hebrews uh, 13 and 5, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You see, the Lord is here. When Jesus went to the cross, we know what happened at the temple. An earthquake happened, and we know that this veil that was about a foot thick was ripped. I mean, it's fabric this thick. It it, it can't be, but it was ripped. Why was it ripped? It was ripped to show that in the place of where the Holy of Holies was, where the Shekinah of glory of God was where the mercy seat was when Jesus was on the cross. At that very moment when it happened, that was ripped and God says, you have access. His presence is in us. He is in a temple not made with hands, which is us. His presence is there. We can't get away from Him. You know, we can say little things and, and, and say, oh, well, you look nice today. And the whole time our heart is saying, you don't look nice. God knows it. Shame on us. Exactly, Brother Willie. Because his presence is there, and we can count on that presence. You see, it doesn't matter where we're at. It doesn't matter what mountaintop we're on, and it doesn't matter what valley that we're in. You guys need some help over there, fellas? I'm trying to preach here. I'd appreciate it if you could show the respect to God's house, please. Y'all forgive me. But this is important. You fellas need to take this in because it's going to mean something for your life. Jesus moved inside of us. God dwells inside of us. He's the one that's going to help us to pray tonight. It's His Spirit that is going to lead us in decisions that need to be made on down the road. Why? Because He knows the beginning from the end. He knows what's going on. And therefore, when we call on God, when we go in prayer, we know that we can go with this in fact that Jesus is there. His presence is there. God's presence is with us. He promised us that He wouldn't leave us nor forsake us. And that's something, folks, that means a lot to us. We should never, ever forget that. Jehovah or Jehovah Makedesh. The Lord who sanctifies. He sanctifies us. You see, the blood of Jesus not only takes away the sin, the guilt of sin. But he empowers us. That sin don't have power over us. You know who we're praying to? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. He gives us the power against sin. Leviticus 20 and 8, And ye shall keep my statutes and do them. I am the Lord which sanctify you. Sanctification only comes from Him. Sanctification happens from the day you're born again until the day you die. Get amen on that? We ain't got there yet, folks. If we've ever had one inkling of a bad thought that would embarrass Jesus or we wouldn't stand up here and say it, then we've got some more sanctifying that needs to happen. Amen. And thank God he's willing to do it. I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. He's the one that sanctifies us. That's who he is. Jehovah Rophe, the God who heals. I'll guarantee you there's a bunch of prayer requests out there tonight asking for healing. There are those that need healing. By the way, I'll put this in. Pray for Henry Maddox. He went into the hospital, had a mild heart attack. He's back home. Said he wouldn't, didn't want any more tests being done. He needs prayer. He needs God's healing hand. That family needs God's healing hand. And according to this, according to what I've just read, he is the one that heals. Rophe means to restore, to cure, or to heal, not only in physical sense, but also in the spiritual and moral sense. I want you to close your eyes just for a second. Close your eyes. And I want you to picture that cross on that hill. You're at the foot of it. You're at the base of that cross. And coming down on that cross, all the stripes that Jesus took on his back and in his belly and on his legs and on his head, his entire body was bleeding. And that blood was running down that big piece of wood. And that blood was dripping maybe off of his toes and pulling at the base of that cross. It may have gotten so deep That you could hear it. Just picture in your mind, you've heard a drop of water hitting into an empty bucket or a bucket full of water, you know. It makes that noise. It makes that noise. And that's the blood of Jesus dripping for our healing. You got something that's bothering you right now? You got a an ailment in your body? Picture that. When you pray for somebody who has put a request and I need healing in my body, when you go to pray, you have that faith that maybe they don't. And you picture that in your mind. You picture that in your spirit. You get to the place that you're right there at Calvary, at the foot of the cross. And that blood is dripping down. It's splattering up on you but you're so close to him. And no, it was by those stripes, it was by that blood that this healing comes. Amen. Have we not had testimonies of God's healing hand right here within our own church? Not only throughout the world, but we've had it right here. We know what God is capable of. We know that. Sometimes we need to pray and get to the place that we really know it. Not just have, have head knowledge of it, but that it's inside of our hearts. And that way when we pray for those that are in this need, it's a, we're able to get there knowing that this is already done. This has already been taken care of. In Isaiah 53 and 5, I just read it, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. That's right. With his stripes, we are here in Matthew 18 and, uh, 8 and 16, When the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. That is a promise from God. That is in his name, that's in his character, and we need to know that. We, we, there's, there's doctrines and things going around today that well God just don't do that anymore He don't heal anymore no He does heal anymore He still heals He's never changed and the Bible says that He changes not so what has changed? is it us and our faith? I propose to you tonight to take these names write them down, learn them and get it within your spirit so that every time that we go to pray we know who we're talking to we know what it's about And in this time of fasting and prayer, what a better time to do that. We're going to watch a movie next week called The War Room. And it's going to be about prayer. And I'm going to tell you tonight, your prayer don't mean a great deal unless you know who you're talking to. If you know who he is, then you believe in him. You have faith. If you don't, if you've just heard the name Jesus, oh, well, I think he's pretty cool. Well, I've prayed to him and nothing's never happened. Maybe you need to have a relationship with him. Maybe you need to have that prayer relationship with him to know who he is. This is in his word. In 1 Peter 24, 2 and 24, Who his own self bare our sins and in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. 2,000 years ago, whatever sickness you're facing today, he took care of it. It's paid for. It's done. The healing is there. We need to get that in our spirits so we know who we're talking to. Promises from God. Jehovah Rophe. He heals. He heals. In Jehovah Jireh, we say, Jehovah Yireh is the correct pronunciation in Hebrew. Not that that matters. I just thought you might want to know. God knows. Jehovah Yireh. Jehovah Yireh. It means provision shall be seen. See, we always talk about God our provider. But what it's really saying is it shall be seen in Genesis 22 and 14 and Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Yerah as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen thank God that we can see that you see we have the testimonies but it's good for people to be able to see his provision you know when we sit down at the supper table every night and we got victuals on the table Return and think shouldn't just be something we do. We really need to realize and understand that meal came from the Lord. You may have went to the food line and bought it by the job that you had, which gave you money. But if it wasn't for him, that food would not be there for your belly. That house that you have. Those car troubles that I have, I thank you for it, Lord, because I got to give you testimony tonight for what your hand did. Bark my knuckles and all, but I thank God for it. Think about this one. He knew we would need a Savior, and he provided. He provided, and it has been seen. That he provided. We've seen people change. All I got to do is look in the mirror. You do too. And see the change that God has done. He saw that we needed salvation and he provided it. He gives us our food, he gives us our shelter, and all the other needs that we have. Not necessarily the wants, but he gives us what we need. Jehovah Yirah. The Lord who provides. And his provision will be seen. Amen? Amen. Oh, my. Do you understand who we're talking to tonight? Every time we pray, we need to know who we're talking to. We need to know the aspects of him. Jehovah Nisi. The Lord, our banner. Oh, that's a good one. And... uh, Exodus 17 and 15, and Moses built an altar, and he called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. You actually have Hebrew words in the Bible, the English Bible, whichever translation you have. In Isaiah 11 and 10, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign. An ensign is a sign, it's, it, it's a logo, it's a flag, it's it's something like that. An ensign of the people, and it shall be, and it shall it, to it that shall the in Gentiles seek, and his rest shall be glorious. Jehovah, and nisi. When we go to God in prayer, we're going in the name of Jesus. It's by His name. He is the he's, He represents. Um, in, in those days, what they would do is each each tribe had an ensign or a flag, a standard a pole that had all these things on them. You've probably seen them in some of the older movies. But they would put these things up, and, and, and um, that's where the tribes knew to show up. They would get up on a high hill, and the tribes were nowhere to show up, and that's where they would get their marching orders, or they would find out what God had said. And so in Jesus is our ensign, our, our emblem, our banner. You see, we walk and say we're Christians. We will stand up to anything that goes against God. Why? Because we go with Jesus. Jesus leads us. It's by His Spirit that we're able to say no to some things. It's by His Spirit that we can have that respect for God. He is our emblem, so to speak. Does that make sense? Did I break that down okay? That's who we're talking to. He's our miracle, so to speak. That's another way to say it, that he is our miracle. And the last one is Jehovah-Rohi. Anybody know what that one is? The Lord my shepherd. Wow. Wow. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Where was that from? Psalms 23, the very first verse. You see, the shepherd leads us to pastures. That's who God is. He leads us to the pastures to be fed. He leads us beside the still waters. He restores our souls. That's who we're talking to tonight. Jehovah Rohi. He goes with us no matter where we go. On the mountaintops, in the valley of the shadow of death, he is right there with us. That should give us a great deal of peace. He's got a rod and a staff and he uses them to help us along, pulls us out of trouble, sometimes prods us along. We don't like getting prodded. We don't like being told what to do. That's our nature, right? We don't like that. If the pay's enough, we take it and we go with it. But when the pay ain't much and when we ain't no pay, we don't like to be told what to do. And yet, we need him to tell us what to do. Here's the thing. If we don't have a good enough prayer life to hear from him, he's going to use somebody to tell us. Am I right? We don't like some. You ain't telling me what to do. But that's what a shepherd does. He sees through the journey from our life, from the beginning to the end. He knows the paths that are ahead of us, and he can lead us through them. That's what a shepherd does. He's the great shepherd. The very first verse of Psalm 23, Yehovah rohi lo kasari. That's Hebrew, for the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You can't go to the other verses till you get past that one, right? Sometimes we got wants and sometimes they get in the way. Tonight, before we pray, remember who you're talking to. I'll give you the notes on this if you want them. I'll make copies for everybody that wants them. I think it's that important. To know who we're talking to. Really study it out and to get close to him. Our Father, when we ask to God, Almighty God, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We have just said a mouthful. Do we realize what we're saying? If we do, the rest of the prayer goes easy because he makes provision for us. He makes the way for us. And we'll close with this. We say we're Christians. We get upset when somebody uses foul language and takes the Lord's name in vain, don't we? Yeah, we should. Yes, we should. I'm going to lay one even deeper for you. Charlie and Amadis. You guys here? Yeah, they're here. They're already separated. Look at them. They're split up. Can I pick on y'all? If y'all can't, I'll just move on. I'll talk about somebody else. Got the nod. Okay, we're good to go. It's a good possibility you folks might get hitched someday. Is that correct? Possible? What an engagement hearing usually means. Now and you, you verified that tonight, didn't you? Whenever I said the uh, uh what did I say? Oh good evening, Sen- senorita Santos. And she's told me in Spanish pretty soon to be Senorita Scruggs. She's going to take his name. I don't know. I saw it as senior for so long. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a hillbilly. But someday you're going to take his name. And by the way, Charlie, when you marry her, you're taking her in as your wife, as God, as, as the church, as Jesus. We're, he's the bridegroom. We're the, we're the bride. And when you get married, you don't want to do anything to taint that name, do you? No. And you don't want to do anything to taint that relationship, do you? Because you're one. And whatever you do, it's going to come back on the other one. You understand? And I do get very upset when I hear the Lord's name taken in vain. But I believe God gets upset when we take his name in vain do you understand what i'm talking about brother gene do you understand we are saying we're christians we belong to god but sometimes we don't act like it sometimes we don't understand what this says can i tell you what that's a way deeper issue that is a way deeper issue you may not agree with me i challenge you to get on the floor and face god and get into the bible and find out what he says he don't want us taking his name in vain we say we belong to Him. We have to act like we belong to Him. Those are the characteristics of God in His very name. He has a lot of names, don't He? He has a lot of different aspects, but whenever we are supposed to emulate that, we are supposed to have that same thing inside of us. When Jesus says, comes into our heart, we say yes to Him. The Holy Spirit comes in and starts working on us. And we have taken the name of jesus we go and we pray in the name of jesus but then sometimes we don't always act like that we belong to jesus because he wouldn't do that that is taking the lord's name in vain and i challenge you today to let you know that that is way more serious as a personal thing than us using the language i'm not saying it's okay don't get me wrong that's wrong you don't take god's name in vain. But it's just as wrong to say I'm His and He's mine and then we do what we want. We're to be His bride. And can I tell you something? We represent our Lord every day. We can't escape it. Remember, He's with us. His presence is with us all the time. We say this, but we didn't mean it. Nobody else might not get it, but God knows. So I'll leave you with that tonight as we pray. Know who you're talking to. Know that whatever you're praying for, these names will cover that need. Am I right on that? That name will cover that need. So we're going to go to prayer now with the prayer request. We'd, Might not have had enough to go around, but I promise you, if you want to pray, the Holy Spirit will give you something to pray about, and he'll lead us. God bless you all. If you want these notes, I would be more than happy to email them to you or run copies, because I think it's that important. Let's pray.